0: This podcast is brought to you by the Dunfield Retirement Residence, a casually elegant retirement community located at Young and Eglinton in the heart of Midtown Toronto. Customized living options complement your independent, active lifestyle. Learn more at thedunfield.com.
1: And we were running underneath with all of our tourists. As bombs were dropping, we could hear sirens. We were running with the tourists. It was, but to me, I never felt even afraid one moment.
0: Shalom, Shalom, and welcome to Rivkush, the CJN podcast celebrating Jews of color. Today is Haya Lev. I gotta tell you coolest bio ever. okay? So, so here it is. Haya Lev is a 40 plus year old goddess learning, loving, and reclaiming life on her own terms in Israel, and healing her soul with dance and storytelling on the comedy scene. Haya is an amazing person. I've been, you know, kind of fangirl and following her on social media, and I hear good things about her in that wonderful Jewish world that is ours. So it is my pleasure to speak with you today, coming from Barcelona.
1: <laughs> Barcelona. You have to say Ba-cha. Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona.
0: <laughs> I can't do it. Barcelona. So, welcome, Haya. Hi.
1: Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> so, how are things? How are things? Things are amazing. You know, like I took a little break just to see a friend who um, lives here in Barcelona, but I live in Israel. I live in Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, it actually is pretty quiet because we don't get so much. So much sirens, but um, it's girl. The world is a mess. The world is a mess. What can the we world do? is a mess. What can the we world, world mess? And
0: we're the world is. We a will mess. be talking about that because I, I I need to get your perspective on all the stuff that's going down. But before oh, wow. we go there, I want to have people get a sense of who you are. So first of all,
1: how did you end up in Israel? Oh, I get like, so cute. I got this question a lot. I converted to Judaism about 15 years ago. And uh, and that's from starting the process to to, to make that. Mm-hmm. And I told the rabbi, just in his face, like, one day I will live in Israel. And he kind of laughed, like, you know, that's the golden egg. And I said, yeah, because you should be in Israel. And literally, I don't know how I would have done it. Um, but then I got a bout of breast cancer. And I said, actually, this is my chance to do something different in my life. And then I made Ali off from there. And I've been here ever since. I've lived in Israel for seven years, and it's been such an amazing journey.
0: So, so tell me a little bit about what you do, your dance, and how it heals the soul. And, and please elaborate a little bit more on that for me. And your love of dance, obviously.
1: Oh my, my love! It's it's not even my love of dance. It's my love of life and my love of movement. And I wanted to always be a dance teacher. And uh, my mom, my mom, I am my mom's ninth daughter. And you know, by the time she got to me, I'm was sorry, how many my daughter? Dad, my ninth ninth child, I, ninth not ninth daughter, but I'm a daughter of, and, and I'm number nine. Which we have boys and girls as a mix. Wow, and I thought um, being, nine. Whoo, and I thought being a family
0: of four girls was
1: a lot. That that is a lot. Okay, oh, no. so you're nice. we are a mix, and um, you know, she didn't have a lot of energy for me by the time she got. She put me in my dance class and ballet and tap So I, I feel like I have a little bit of bassy, like a bass, but um. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a dancer. And so it didn't happen. The, the my mom said, Listen, is she gonna be the next Misty couple? And the teacher said, Hell no. So then that was it. And when I got breast cancer, I said, if I move to Israel, I want to create a dance movement that people can understand and enjoy and love. And this is where I am. So I, I kind of created the higher dance movement in the north of Israel where I made aliyah and, mm-hmm. and basically it's, it's just it's just about opening a beer. So and just connecting to yourself and really giving yourself a chance to heal internally. Wow, that's
0: uh, pretty cool. So the next time I'm in Israel, you'll have to
1: uh, we'll have to do that together.
0: I love dance. I love dance. I would never call myself a dancer, but I love dance and movement and music. But we're all dancers and things like that. So you
1: are a dancer. Yeah, Yeah. we're all dancers. That's all. Yeah, that that is true. That That is true. Is a dance. If you can yeah. move your body, you're a dancer. I guess if you it's... can move your finger. Say, yeah, fair because point. And you, and you, fair you, point. You can tie it in with like Torah. You know, we're we We left with timbrel and shaking and breaths and, and, and this, this, this ability to sing, we are dancers. Right now I'm, I'm working with women from the South. So I'm working with displaced women. About 40 families have come up from. I don't know if they were right near Kibbutz Berry or Kibbutz Adzim or Gaza in English, either uh, in Hebrew or Arabic, but mm-hmm. it, they were really close. They, they, I'm they, used they to Gaza, yes. I'm working with them, and it's just, it's just a blessing. They're so full of life.
0: Considering what everybody's gone through, that's pretty good to hear. Um, speaking of which, even in moments for myself, even in moments when I'm doing other things, October 7th will never leave my my brain. And wow. And the world is is upside down is upside down I think it was always tilting now it's kind of upside down and so I want to hear from your so I just want to hear from your perspective you know as an Israeli as a JOC living in Israel so it almost seems in some ways seems ridiculous to say "How how are you doing how are you feeling because a lot of us are just feeling like crap but I I, I, I I wanna know your take, you know. Let's start with when you first realized this, things were things were just well, like really unreal on October seventh.
1: It's so crazy because um this year I turned fifty. My Hebrew birthday was uh um, the holiday, Simchat Torah, outside of Israel. And uh, that was my actual Hebrew birthday. Mm-hmm. And, and so I had a lot oh. of friends that uh, I live in Jerusalem and I ha- and I took a, a place in Tel Aviv. And I had friends from a lot all over Israel coming down to celebrate because I go to the fun, the most fun Beit Knesset in all of uh, uh, Tel Aviv. And so I was going to be doing the bar because we obviously it's in Torah, So we have we, yeah, Torah and vodka and a bar and it's amazing inside the Beit Knesset and food, and, and you know, we dance all day in the tour. we dance for a night, whatever. And so that night, it was so crazy because we danced in the, the street in the night, they pulled the tour out, we went outside, and then everyone said, let's meet tomorrow, the next day. So the next day, I didn't hear anything. So I, I didn't hear a thing. I didn't realize that sirens had been going off since like six or seven o'clock that morning because the weird the apartment that I was staying in, it's like back. So I walked to the bay Knesset, and I, and it's just so strange. because the Simchat Torah, I thought more people would be out. And I didn't get it. And then when I got to Beaconess, I saw the rabbi's son who is in the army. And he's in the front doing bit home, which is security. And I was like, what? And I said, what are you doing, bit home. And he's like, yeah. He thought I knew. And I didn't know what was going on. So I go inside and I tell my friend, like, oh, I'm here to do whatever. It's-. He's like, you know, happy birthday. And he said, mommy, they're out there cutting people's heads. I said, what are you talking about? And then from that moment. And and why did we know? Because the rabbi's son, everyone's shomer shabbat, but the rabbi, the rabbi's neighbors have um, they're in their thing. Like if something happens, even though we we're shomer shabbat, our phones are off. Just come knock on our door because our son is in the military. Okay, and so that's what the neighbors did. The neighbors said, "This is what's going on," and then it went to it, freaking chaos. Then we were then we were with the Torah. They they said. Uh, the um, they they the people were coming by the Beit Knesset and saying like don't go outside and we had eighteen my Beit Knesset has eighteen torahs obviously we bring them all out on Shabbat Torah wow. and we were running underneath with all of our torahs as bombs were dropping we could hear sirens we were running with the torahs it was but it, to me I never felt even afraid one moment it was like the most magical and it wasn't so many people but we still had so much joy. We still had so much joy, and so much love, and light with the Torahs, and it, I think I will never forget that moment for that reason. To see that uh, our katan, which is Rab, uh, which is katan um and who sings beautifully, he's a, a Turkish farty, whatever, and, uh, and my likeness is mixed, It's like my rabbi is Ashkenaz, and you know it's very, it's like French Algerian mix, farty, whatever. But to see. Everyone with the Torah running underneath the, the the safe places with the tour to protect the Torah, I will never forget that. I will never forget it. I just will never forget it. Wow. Wow. Um, and for, basically from there on, it was just a day of like, you know, we were there, Bacon and I went home, we had some clothes, we came back, and, da, 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 and then we went home and then there was a street between the Bacon Nested where I was staying bomb, that touched down, blah, blah, blah. And now we're 40 days into a war that we will definitely win. But we're 40 days into a war, um, it was really tough for me to come to Barcelona for a couple of days to just take a breather um, and to see a friend and she persuaded mm-hmm. me to come here because I love her so much. But I wanted to be in Israel with my people. Um, I just went right now to to a place called, um, uh, I, I don't even know the name of it, Bin Ben. I think it is. And, um it's in Barcelona it's a culture place but they have they normally it's open they had it it, it was still open but they had half of so the security gate down they're 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 vetting because we are Jews and people around the world um are being, you know I saw Palestinian flying just now it which is fire I popped pop your flag up in the square um it, it's it's really interesting being abroad with with this war going on it's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I want I'm on to case you a capture spray because if somebody even tries me one bit, I'm gonna spray the shit out of the ass because I'm not in this mood to play this <laughs> I I these you game when I hear you.
0: I hear you. You'd mentioned about being abroad, you know. As you know, I, I, I do not I live in the diaspora and I'm sure Where do you live? Know? I'm in Toronto, Canada. So okay, I'm sure you've heard of all the things that Jews are going through, whether it's on the university campuses, as we walk down the street, as we try and run our, our businesses, and just really do our day-to-day stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, like how do you, what I'm finding too is, is there is, you know, there's these two factions, right? And I find, too, and you can give me your perspective on it, but sometimes I feel as a, as a Black Jew, I'm kind of also caught in this weird middle-ish ground that people put me in, whereas, For pick sure. a side, sure. you know, like Palestinians or people of color, uh Israelis are X, Y, That's and Z. So why are you not, That's you know, hanging with your real brothers and sisters and all that stuff? So how do you find, do you see this happening? Are you, you know,
1: what, what is your take on this? The Western world, first of all, the Western world, as far as America, we are a color society. We don't understand anything class. Black people, white people, blackness and whiteness, Unfortunately, across the globe, that is not what the situation is. Uh, in, in Israel, when you talk about whiteness and the Palestinian people, many Westerners would not be able to even, even be able to tell a Palestinian across from an Israeli. Okay, let's start there. They would not be able to tell the difference, okay, because this is a region of the world where there has been many, many movements and many, many bodily ch- exchanges. They say Jews control the media. No, Hamas is controlling the media, obviously, because we've did, we've made Israel the white oppressor when Jews are not only white. And oh, by the way, Jew of color sounds really crazy in Israel because it's <laughs> not even about your color because Jew of color could be Tamani, could be Lachlan. But what sometimes, it's, at my Bay Knesset is what's your new song, okay? Exactly. So when you go to my Bay Knesset, we are Nusak Ashkenaz Fardi. and in that baconess, you see everybody from the British guy who's Nigerian to me to French uh, uh, Algerians to, you know, this idea of black and white and colorism is, I'm not saying that Israel doesn't have it. I'm saying that it's, it's a very Western American concept. And because Americans, especially Black Americans, they don't understand. They don't know history. They don't understand. They talk about colonizers. The Arab Empire, okay? The Arab Empire has twenty-two or maybe twenty-three countries, or maybe twenty-four even. And the Arabs in this region are the British. They are the colonizers. Do you understand? There is a gazillion billion Arabs around the world. There's only 20 million Jews. I'm just, I'm throwing, I'm just throwing no, random numbers, I, Yeah, yeah. Find own numbers. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying, you this idea of white Jewish colonizers, first of all, the Jewish people are from Judea. That's why we're called Jews. We are from Judea, okay? The Jewish people have been on a journey. They have moved and moved, and we have been everywhere in this world. So, you know, when you talk to somebody, today I was on a radio, I was on a radio station with a, with a South African. He was a white South African, is what he told me. And there is a difference between white South African and black South Africans. And when you say to a South African, apartheid they definitely don't mean that with Arabs being able to drive and be my doctor and be in parliament you know the, the Americans drive me nuts because the, the ignorance is is you can't talk about something that you could never understand talk about mass shooting and 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 die and, and and chemicals <laughs> in your food stick with that stick with what you know <laughs> girl stick with what you know so yeah. um, that's hard because you, you hear Americans using words like genocide. I'm like, spell it. You can't have <laughs> genocide when a population is going out of fucking idiots. Excuse my French, <laughs> you, you, you freaking idiots. You can't have genocide. And you want to talk about apartheid, really? You want to talk about, and it's it, it's ignorant. You want to talk to me about Israel, about borders, when Egypt has the same like. I can't have conversations with these people because they're not even on the level of basic understanding. They're usually using um, regurgitating things that they've heard on the internet or whatever on 15 second TikToks. I can't, I don't have the strength. So first of all, how I know is because I know who I am. I know who we are. And I know that Israel did not want a war and they are doing what they can for their people. And I know if it was America. Gaza, Aza, whatever you want to call it, would have been gone already. We would have flattened it out, called it collateral damage, and we would have moved on with our business. But Israel, we are trying our best to understand that we are in a really sticky situation. And look, I'm not, I'm not taking it for Israel, but I know that at the end of the day, our people were hurt. And we cannot be in this end of the in this region of the world not protecting our people. And we will protect our people just like the US will protect their people, just like Canada will protect their people, Mexico will protect their people if they were in a war. But Americans cannot understand that because the biggest war that Americans have is the war of should I have a carrot cake matcha or should I have pumpkin spice latte matcha <laughs> from Starbucks? <laughs> that is your biggest freaking war. That's your biggest issue. Oh, dear. So I don't expect you to understand. When, like, when a bomb, literally, and they're not a bomb, they're rockets. There's a difference between rockets, which is Hamas is building out of water tunnels, and a missile, which is which are coming from the north of Lebanon, mm-hmm. or where they're coming from freaking, um, you know, Somalia. So, or wherever the hell. So, I need Americans to just sit back and let us handle this. Just watch it, because everyone's watching it like, a, like, a, like it's a... T- you know a tabloid show, but meanwhile the Arabs are in Congo or wherever they are, they're in Sudan mass murdering um, people in 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 Jordan, murders. People are throwing, they've thrown gays off of the roofs of Gaza. No one's going to talk about that. No one's going to talk about Egypt not letting uh, uh, you know anybody in. It's, this is what's frustrating is that the double standard and it's just anti-Semitism and Jew hatred. Exactly,
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Like, you know, no, it was, it was, no, 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 Uh, because uh, you touched on some things that that people need to hear. You know, I have been arguing about the the improper use of of just simple basic words like apartheid. It's like uh, you know, calling Israel an apartheid state is an insult to those who did suffer under apartheid which was a legal system exactly. <laughs> a legal system you know and, and and like you said if you have the right to work to live to eat to sleep to breathe to whatever then y- that is not apartheid that is not apartheid and exactly. and 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 even though you said you know Americans. It, 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 It extends to the diaspora in general, in my opinion, and I'm finding it exceedingly frustrating when I hear our brothers, our black brothers and sisters taking up on, I'll be blunt, on the side of terrorism, because right now it is a war against terrorists. And I think that's what makes Absolutely. this war so challenging for people to also wrap their heads around. It's not a conventional war right. of country versus country. It is a war of a country fighting terrorism. No different than after nine eleven when the U.S. of A went and said, we have to crush
1: Osama bin Laden and his and his people but it's just jew hatred and and we 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 listen the people that are hating jews are part of you know they're part of the story they're part they're they're, you know they're, they're part of the story like like everybody else and at the end of the day at the end of the day hashem is the leader of this group and we are not worried about a few haters we we by the way we by the way we're going to get through it and like that's it i don't have a lot to say you know, I don't have a lot to say because, I mean, I, I'm shim Like, I need to trust Hashim 100%. You know, right now, I don't know if you know, the the soldiers are asking between 1 and 5 a.m. Uh, Israeli time that we lay to, we, we do Tehillim mm-hmm. and Tehillim 121, 123, 130. The soldiers are asking for prayer. They're asking for prayer as they go into this. And in the rabbis we did last week, we did um Avina uh, Malkinus uh, three times at a certain hour. We are praying. We know this is a spiritual war and we, we we just don't, we just, I can't worry work so much about those around me. I just need to do what I need to do, you know? Right,
0: right, right. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So you were saying that you're working with displaced people uh, coming up from the mm-hmm.
1: South. Can you elaborate a little bit more as to what? Well- um, so, basically, the, um, there was a kibbutz, and they had not just rockets, they had murders on their kibbutz, so they had to 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 move, to flee, leave their homes, and there's a hotel in Jerusalem, I say which one, that took uh-uh. the, the families in, and from there, once we, uh, there, in, we have a lot of circulation going on, with people staying in houses, and if we know that people are going getting displaced, we're trying to give them, you know, food, water, entertainment, clothes. We, we You know, we're, we're Jews. We're coming together in this Jewish country and we are fighting to, to bring each other together. So this uh, there is a group called NAMAT. NAMAT is a Jewish women's organization. It's a Hebrew speaking organization. There's one in America and of course here. And in Canada and, also. Um, when in Canada, yeah, we have it's okay, months. so it's all over the yep. world. Okay. So now a lot. to put something together. And uh, if someone asks me, you know, like, I'm not working right now. I'm working, but I'm like, like, I used to do about seven days. you well, know. I used to do, I worked six days a week, like Sunday to Thursday um, with different things. And obviously, I'm I'm, I'm not on whole fish now because some of my clients are left. But I, you know, I was working a lot. And now the days I was working it's open up for various reasons and they asked me could I volunteer and I said yes so I'm volunteering and you, uh, I I'm there with them but it, to be honest they're there with me they're they're lifting me up so much they're giving me so much enjoyment and 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 good vibes so I'm really happy about you know about 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 it it's such it's so wonderful you know
0: we it is good to hear you say that, because I think we are also, especially those of us who are in the diaspora, we are immersed in in grief and in sorrow. And it's hard to to find any bit of joy out of what is happening. If I don't know if joy is the word I would use, but you know what I'm getting at. And I think that inherently is the difference between being in the diaspora and being in Israel. And it really shows the power and the mindset and the resilience of Israelis to to find positivity and to connect and to hear you say it in such a positive way, what is happening.
1: Look, I'm gonna say, you know, we're we're barely, we're having funerals and Shiva's. You know, we're beyond our shame and every day there's something. But the reality of it is we have soldiers on the ground right now. We have to keep the morale of our country on Israel high. We've been, the Jewish people been here 3,000 plus years and these have been stories. You know, we had, you know, leaving Egypt, we had the Pharaoh and all this stuff and Amalek and this is not new to the Jewish people. It may be new to us, but it's not new to our people. And so at the end of the day, the Jewish pride will always come through and the Jewish joy, you know, it is a sore. It is prohibited, a sore to 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 be sad on Shabbat. You cannot be sad on Shabbat. So even if you are sad all week, you are you are prohibited to be sad on Shabbat. So there is just this thing that you have to that you that you have to do You know, and so we are, but we also understand that this is what's going on in our country. And so that's it. But we are warriors and we are built for this. And Hashem put us in this. There's no one else that can be resilient like the Jewish people. We've been, people have tried to kill us and break us and do us and whatever, but we're still here and we're still going to be here. And so that is joyful in just that, knowing that we are here and we will be here. And so it is a different vibe. And I will tell you from living in Jerusalem, it was a different vibe even for this last month. But slowly we're having joy. I'm seeing the people back in the streets with their guitars. And every, you know, when I first, I'm going to say this, when I first made Aliyah to Israel, uh, I, I made Aliyah to Hadera. And someone said to me, you know, you're not really, you know, getting a passport somewhere doesn't make you that person. It's just a piece of paper, right? But the experience, the Lord told me, you know, you're not really Israeli until you've lost. Until you've lost someone, because we're all connected. We, as a country, come together. I went to a shiva of a woman who was um is it was uh, her. She's a widow, and she lost her only two boys, her only kids. She lost at the Nova Festival, and everyone came in. We have WhatsApps. There is a shiva here. They're a lone soldier. Blah blah blah. We are here together, and so it is just who we are. And this has been seven years and this has been, I lost a friend at NOVA. My friend Jake made Aliyah and he was working on security at NOVA and he saved people, but he was murdered. And Shlomi, who was also working, uh, was a friend of mine, was working that same event. He is uh, actually kidnapped. So we're all affected. It's not like, you know, we we're all, we're all affected in some way, but we have to create some joy. We have to have a piece of joy because if we don't have joy, that's not Am Israel. Israel is going. We are going to be singing and dances because that is who we are. Period. And it's hard, but it, we're gonna do it. Oh, Haya. We
0: need. We need more. We need more of you. We need to hear more of this message. We need to hear more of this. I think. Um, that's the piece that's really missing for those of us in the diaspora to actually hear that, because um, I'm so concerned. But
1: that's why, that's why being, being 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 the diaspora, you know, you're, our, you know, Israel has legs, and and we have a heart and a soul, and our heart and soul is Jerusalem and, you know, and it, this is where we we are, but. You are in the diaspora. You are with us. You feel what we feel. And you feel even more sadness because you don't have that setup the way it is because you also have this world around you that is like people tearing down posters. Like I just w- walked through Ben-Gurion Airport and there were posters like no one would dare. You tear down a poster. We're going to beat your ass right there on the <laughs> spot. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on. It's on. It's hot on The other one who don't do that. So like, you also are. You can't mourn properly because even we're having a hard time mourning because people won't let us mourn. Like, but you have a harder time because you're in the you're on the outside. But you are on legs. And we are with you. And, and for all of the craziness of the of the Jewish community in the in in the in in, in the North America and the, the hardships that Jews of colors you know colors feel like they go through, even in times like this. We are connected. Actually, we're always connected. You know, whatever. You don't think I'm are because I'm brown. That's just stupid. You know, like, yeah. that, that's <laughs> dumb diaphragm. That colorism from the country, you can't get around that. But at the end of the day, we are, we are, I'm Israel, and we are here, and you are in pain just like I'm in pain. And you probably suffering harder because you are, you don't have those tools and you can't feel like you really. So whatever, you know, like we're doing our best at the end of the day, we're doing our best.
0: Well, here, let me ask you a question because I I, kind of want your advice on this because you know, you've been, you've lived, you've lived, you're living in Israel. You've also lived in the diaspora. You know what it's like to be in the diaspora, to deal with the anti-Semitism to deal with the... um, the misinformation, to deal with basically the crap that some of us hear day in and day out. You also know what it's like to be a Jew of color in the diaspora. And like you said, you have those ridiculous um, misconceptions people have about being Jewish and so on and and, and living and dealing with that nonsense. So what advice, uh, just just to kind of set it up a bit, um, I heard of this uh, young lady who is kind of struggling with being a Jew of color and, and having grown up, you know, with the challenges of that, but also now dealing with being bombarded by misinformation about how Jews and Israelis are the bad guys and, and really um, kind of feeding into that, that, that notion but and and really following social media that is very negative propaganda and discounting voices that are not people of color and saying things like, Well, you're just um you're just spewing out more crap, more pro-Israel crap that has no merit. How would you go about helping someone in that situation to understand at a deeper level what is going on and not just drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak?
1: The the, the biggest thing that I, I want everyone to understand is it's no size that you pick. You, you don't have to be, I'm pro-Palestinian, no right? So I, I believe that the Palestinian people Have There is no Israel without the Palestinian people and there is no Israel without the Jewish people. And I believe that the Palestinian people need better leadership. And, you know, so it's not we that live in uh, along the land, Israel wants peace. But we we also 100 percent will not stand for terror, period. I don't give a damn. We're not standing for terror. So people need to understand that you don't have to be pro-Israel and anti-Palestinian. We want the Palestinian people to be okay. We know that there's beautiful Palestinian people that are good people. However, Hamas is a damn donkey. They act in foolishness, that's it. They act in like fools. They act in like wild beasts. And then you see what they did. It was a savage attack. So um, I think people need to understand that this, first of all, you know, people always make Israel a bipartisan issue. Like, mm-hmm. you know, can you imagine like you traveling to America? Like I was just, I'm in Barcelona. I said, where are you? I said, I'm American. Oh, wow, Hollywood. Oh, well, I love New York. You know, you, you travel in Israeli people, they make it you your politics as a human being. And, you know, I always say, you know, I'm traveling and that's, and I travel only with my Israeli passport, okay? I'm not afraid to be Israeli. And I will speak up and talk, you know, about being Israeli. But at the end of the day, know who you are. Whoever's having issues, they need to know who they are. But most importantly, they need to study Torah. They need to study Torah because that's what, how she wants and then I to need to learn and then need to study history because if you know your history and you know everything you can't be touched you can't be touched that's why I educate that's why black people back in the day they didn't want us to read because when we read we smart we say you can't tell us what they all you stupid we read reading it we know that's not what you said is not true educate yourself on the matter Talk to Israeli. Talk to Palestinians. Talk to people in this region. I don't want to talk to a Palestinian living in London. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, what the hell? I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you know. Talk to people that live in this region and learning. Well, I work with Arabs. I work with Israeli Israelis. I work with Palestinians. You know, I have my experiences. I have to learn and grow from these people. So when somebody's calling me from you know whatever and they're like, oh, what do we do? Talk to people. And learn and understand, which that way you feel confident when someone comes to you and tries its natural edges, then you're ready for that. But if you don't know, if you're uneducated, then, you know, that's it.
0: You don't know. That's that's a good point. And I think part of it is something that you said just made me think we have made it like an us and them issue, but it's not oh, they terrible. not we they have made it an us and them issue but they've made it yeah. an us versus palestinian issue as opposed to an us versus terrorism versus hamas exactly. you know they put yeah, exactly. and, and both both groups have done that and i think in, and the media has taken it and run with it and made it an issue about having to pick a side and having to either say you're pro Palestinian or anti Palestinian, as opposed to looking at the root of it, which is terrorism, full stop. And I think that's part of but if you, the traction.
1: What I will say is if you talk to an Israeli, Israelis are not anti Palestinian, though. Israelis understand that Hamas is not Palestinian. Hamas is their is their ruling body, mm-hmm. but we understand the Palestinian people are the people. So at the end of the day, anybody saying they're anti-Palestinian—that's problematic. I don't care if they're Jewish or Israeli, whatever. We're not anti-Palestinian, but we're not about to let the people that's you know they keep the the, the, the Hamas is killing their own people. Mm-hmm. They 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 they're murdering their own. They put their weapons underneath the hospital who the hell does that that's a that's a war crime and everything this is what I, I find funny that everything that you know people say the jews do you do you lie those are fake pictures you're a liar you do fake you do pollywood um yeah you know, da, 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 da. no that's you everything they say we do actually it's what they do we do we are protecting ourselves and unfortunately. You know there are children dying on the other side, but they don't want to talk about. They started this shit. They started this war. They threw. They broke the ceasefire on the sixth or the seventh. So you know what? Learn to keep your hands to yourself. You cannot slap the out of somebody. And, and you, I don't. If I slap your face right now, if I pop you in the face,
0: I'm popping you back. I don't know how you want to react. I'm popping you back. Yeah. So, <laughs> i'll let you know that right now
1: you, you do what do you want to say what i'm saying yeah, it's called so, self defense so, and, and, and so imagine you slapping the shit out of me back and no one talks about me popping you in the face
0: no that's the thing
1: that's what you said like with israel you want to talk about what israel's re- response but talk about hamas talk about how they're putting their own people in danger the reason we have Dome is because israel protects its citizens We know we live next to homicidal, psychopathic, genocidal maniacs. So we have a position called the Island Dome. And when you pop off that rocket that you used from the water pipes that you were supposed to give your people fresh water, and you decided to use fuel, and you would do this, and pop off an Israel, we have, like, it's just, it's just the, it is the literal Ike Turner, the Ike Turner the crazy, psychotic boyfriend that is manipulative, and, and we're not playing games. And that's why I'm exactly happy. I've never been happy for Israel to not do a ceasefire. We're not ceasing nothing. Give us our hostages back because you shouldn't have your ass over here and murder people and put babies in ovens and raped people to where their bodies were broken. You think we're about to ceasefire? You done lost your donkey mind. I'm serious right there. And when I say donkey, I'm talking about because of donkey. You acting like a hee-haw donkey. You're acting like Shrek. You're acting a fool. You're acting like Shrek Springs. We're not doing it because you started, and I mean that.
0: I hear I'm, you. I'm, I hear I'm, you. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you.
1: Go on, your friends, and I'm, and, and you know why? Because the Jewish people, we are trying our best. We are trying to live with love and light. The people that were murdered in that kibbutz were some of the most liberal, taking calisthenics to the doctor dropping leaflets say we love you and look what they got they didn't deserve it so i'm gonna go and tell you right now i'm not gonna be so liberal that you're gonna come over here and try mass murdering it's over you did too much now we're gonna handle it from there on yeah unfortunately yes there are gonna be some deaths because guess what it's war that's why you don't start no shit won't be nothing but since they started we're gonna have to finish it that's the end all right that's my, and that's my position. That's what I'm a whole, anybody can ask me that. You can ask my mama that. I'll tell you in your face, don't put your hands on nobody's property and you won't have to deal with the repercussions. That's it.
0: That's like a, that's like a child, child, a law you learned as a kid. Like you said, uh,
1: yeah. get into it. <laughs> yeah don't put your hand on people's stuff and then you're going to have to deal with the repercussions and I'm not going to keep arguing with nobody about it that's the end and Israel's going to protect her people which are filled with non-Jews Jews, Arabs, Muslims, Christians blah 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 as you can see we had some Thai nationals not saying you can't be Thai and Jewish but I'm telling you they were not and they were here working living their best life we had some Sri Lankans murdered, kidnapped We're going to protect everybody. I think, and you just hit on something right
0: there. You just hit on something right there, which people tend to forget is that Israel is the, 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 the home of a Jewish people, but it is not solely Jewish people. And I think people forget that Israel is protecting whoever is within the borders, whoever is in Israel, like you said, jews non-jews christians muslims doesn't matter they are deemed worthy of protection in the state of israel full stop and i think people are missing that bit
1: and it's really sad that you have to say that like oh it's not just jews here we have other people it's a damn shame that we have to point out that other people live here because if it was just Jews, they would really want to kill us and you know what I you know, I I once again I have to tell you with all due respect and with all due love, I have so much love for my people. And I will not, I really, really will not play with anybody who wants to talk about the Palestinians that doesn't want to take responsibility for their leaders. And I will not play with anybody that doesn't want to talk about Jordan. And really Jordan is Palestine, but we're not going to talk about that. And we're not going to talk about the Arab Empire and the. I, I'm not. You cannot come and talk to me about Palestinians until you're ready to talk about everything. everybody. You know, other mm-hmm. than that, you know, I, it, it's irrelevant to me. I don't talk facts. There's enough people out there that you can get into in facts, but the world doesn't want facts. They don't care. They hate Jews. But guess what? Guess what? We've been here 3,000 plus years, baby, and we ain't going nowhere. So you can just be a hater all your effing life, but get ready to be mad all of your effing life. Because we choose whether we Black, white, Mexican, Chinese, African, however we present, we ain't going
0: nowhere, baby. And that's the end of that. Wow. I think we can end on that powerful note. <laughs> I thank you. You fired me up. I really enjoyed this conversation. I enjoy your energy, your joy, your your passion. And I cannot wait to meet you, my sister, in Yerushalayim.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Oh, let's do it. I can't wait to meet you. In, indeed. 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 So again, thank you so much for coming on, Roof Kush. Thank you for having me with Cush, you're the queen. Rifkush is hosted by me, Rifka Campbell. We're produced and edited by Michael Freeman. Our theme music is by Westside Gravy. We're proudly sponsored by the Canadian Race Relations Foundation and hosted by the CJN Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. To support our work and everything else the CJN does, visit thecjn.ca slash donate to make a monthly donation and receive a charitable tax receipt. Thanks for listening
1: scattered in the wind never scattered to to remember where we come from the
0: the Dunfield Retirement residence offers customized living options to complement your independent active lifestyle welcome home welcome to the Dunfield. visit us at thedunfield.com to book a personal tour